Hey yo, what's going on ladies and gentlemen? You are now tuned in into another episode of the Show Lab Producer Podcast. Um, I got a little bit of a, a different thing going on today ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as opposed to having a producer this time, um, you know, through mutual friends I have met another individual who kind of works in the same vein but different. The same but different. So, uh, yo, introduce yourselves to uh, the audience, man. How's it going, everybody? My name is Haile Barantes. I am located in Edmonton, Alberta, um, and I run a independent Christian hip-hop label, and I'm also the moderator for a Canadian Christian hip-hop Facebook community that is slowly growing. Word, word. So y'all heard it, ladies and gentlemen. We got a, a label head, almost kind of like a, a Jimmy Iovine with an interscope. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So in terms of uh, what you do in the studio, you know, what is it that you you have your expertise in? Uh, so it started off. I started as a MC. I'm still an MC. I still rap and write. Uh, but my focus, for sure, uh, boiled down to mixing. Um, production is a whole different monster. So I decided to to not to focus too much on production. Uh, and I just focus on mixing, so like, self-didactic, I teach myself everything, I go online and I find the tutorials and I practice everything, spend hours and hours and hours in the booth, sorry, in, <laughs> hours and hours in the studio, and just, just perfecting the craft, man. So yeah, that's usually what I'm up to, is mixing. Where so, take us, take us how this whole thing like kind of began. I mean, you said you were MC, you still be MCing, but how did that transition go to from, you know, writing 16s to now being like, okay, let me open up this Pro Tools or whatever you use and be like, okay, let me let me level up the, the vocals here and there and stuff like that. Yeah, no, it's definitely Pro Tools. Um, well, usually, usually as an MC or an artist, you wanna you wanna get into the studio, right? And you can never do it because it's so expensive. You know, um, and if you uh, if you pick up some equipment and some gear, and you gotta really learn it and pick it up and and, and desire to to make your sound uh, sound well. So that's what kind of happened with me was I was the producer of a rap crew I used to be a part of. Uh, I was the mixer for that rap crew. Um, it was a secular rap crew. This was back in the days when I was uh, rolling in a different different gang, different group. And I was the guy that was uh, staying late night, burning CDs and mixing things while everyone, everybody went out and partied. So I knew that I had a passion for, for that side of the game. When I moved up to Edmonton, I had, a, um, I had a lady approach me. She wanted to record. She didn't have anywhere to record. And I had some software. I had a little bit of Pro Tools, Reason, with a microphone. And, and I was just, wasn't too passionate about it. I, was, I just had the gear and I was trying. And she uh, she kind of approached me. She said, "Hey, can you can you do this for me? Can you record an EP for me?" And so I did, and and then that's when uh, that's when everything really started rolling. I really felt that uh, there was a huge desire to to put the mic down, as you would say, and just focus on picking up the mouse and moving some faders <laughs> digitally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that's, <laughs> that's, that sounds kind of weird. Um, if anything, man, I think if you're like a creative, right? You're always constantly kind of looking for like inspiration. So on my end, it's like I'm always watching these kind of musical documentaries or just things about the culture and stuff like that. 
and I remember I was watching this uh, Dr. Dre documentary, and uh, you know, you from from an individual like him, right? Like you started off with like hardware, you know what I mean? You had to move the faders like physically, and then you had to push press. Or excuse me, you had to like press pause or play or stop, and you actually had like take to record on. So now that everything's so digital, when you say that, like, oh, you know, move the mouse uh-huh. and f- <laughs> it's some <laughs> knobs on on the DAW, it sounds kind of a, a little funny, you know what I mean? But you gotta be careful with that uh, carpal tunnel, man. You know, carpal tunnel. <laughs> 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 All right, so from from when you started doing that, how long ago has it been, or how long have you been like being? Being an individual, uh, so, I can't yeah. talk to you, man. <laughs> How long no, has it been since you started no, like being an engineer? You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I know the question. Uh, you know what? Honestly, it's passionately for the past three, three, four years. Where, um, aside from spending time with my family and um, you know studying the, the the scriptures, I I study how to audio engineer. And so for the past three, maybe a little bit more, three and a half years. That's where it's all been for me. Um, but as you could say, everybody would have a really slow start where you're learning. There's a huge learning curve when it comes to this kind of stuff too. So uh, it took me about two years to really start getting into Pro Tools and really start feeling comfortable with Pro Tools. I, to this day, I still haven't updated my software. I'm still running a 2011 Mac with a Pro Tools 8 LE. That's like blasphemy, bro. That's old school, man. <laughs> how? How's that blasphemy? Well, you know, it's like, cause, dude, you have no idea how 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 much more advanced Pro Tools is now. And I'm sitting on this like 32 track. I can only do 32 buses. I can only do so many tracks. And when guys are like sitting around with like unlimited a ting, and I'm just like, come on, I can't even like bus multiple times i gotta switch my stereos to mono and then switch my monos back to stereo through a plug-in so i can double my buses man dude i've been like i'm saying man it's it's insane uh, but i'm making do with what it was right because in this in this audio production world you get gassed uh, gear acquisition syndrome oh yeah and you yeah. and you just want to buy the newest of the new and that was one of the things that stopped me was just realizing um i'm gonna spend too much money i haven't even figured out how to run I haven't even figured out how to use a compressor, let alone buy a brand new Pro Tools 12, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So. Um, I feel like, though, it, it's a thing where, number one, if you're in a comfortable position with what you have, you know, you can get the job done. Now, it, it kind of sounds like in your case, like, obviously because it's just the, the times, right? So... Uh, once the new Pro Tools comes out, it's like everybody wants to jump on it, and then you have X amount of features. But when you really think yeah. about it, man, like as long as you have something that works for you, you know, it's kind of like saying how a producer can still be on an MPC 60 or in Sonic ASR 10 and still get the job done. I mean, DJ Premier was still producing crazy records on his MPC 60, and by wow. that time, you still had, you know, the introduction of like, you know, uh, other DAWs like Logic, uh, Pro Tools, you had Ableton, you had all these things, and then even with Machine coming out. But now he he hopped on the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's working with the MPC Renaissance, which is like a 
a great upgrade in that regard from going from the NPC NPC 60. Like the NPC 60 is like the very first NPC almost. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's a big leap. But you see what that's I'm crazy. saying? Like he was he was still getting the yeah. job done. So it doesn't necessarily fall on or uh, it doesn't necessarily have always have to be yo like I have to get this. I have to get that. As long as you have something and you can work it out. You're good, you know what I mean. So I, I yeah, totally get no that. Doubt. I totally yeah. get that. But for sure, <laughs> last with me though. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I my uh, in, in my perspective, I, I see a lot of um, younger guys doing that. They're like, "Yo, I gotta get the newest gear," and it's like, you know, "Yo, man, you what what uh, what program are you running?" Uh, doesn't really matter, you know what I mean? Like. It, as long as I'm getting the sound I'm getting, right? But they won't go to a studio that's like running, you know, something that's slower or something that they're not used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not even about the DAWs. It's about the it's about the ears, right? It's about the moves you make. It's about the the, the flavor you got on that yep, yep. sonic palette, you know? Yeah, I think also too. Um... I'm actually happy I'm in interviewing uh, an engineer in this case because a lot of times, like, y'all kind of save our producer's butt, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, we can we can make it the best sound we can with what we have, but, like, ultimately, when the records are being sent to mix and master, you know, y'all put the finishing touches on it, fix up what, you know, our mistakes are. And it's not uh, a crush, per se, because I know... Like we try to do our best. Sometimes I'll, I'll also say we can get sloppy and you know uh, have all these crazy file names for one snare or everything's <laughs> all over the place. You know what I mean? Like I can only imagine your pet peeves, and we'll get to that. But I mean, you don't have Midnight Marauders from a tribe called Quest if you don't have Bob Power on the on the boards like that. You know what I mean? So mm. very happy about that. But in, in talking about um, what you're using, like now what would you want to have like what's your dream kind of like engineering studio like, oh, what kind of gear snap. would you want um so i've actually uh, i am looking into upgrading all my stuff so of course i'll get a uh, uh what are the, the mac that looks like a garbage bin i don't i forget the name computer wise um it's like the mac like super pro i don't know what's called not too much not, not too much into the the names of the the specific but i do know the name of the interface i want i want to get the uh i don't even know that name <laughs> i just know it's like it's like it's a it's a yeah it's a ua the uad apollo um that'd be my interface um good head good uh monitors would most likely be the focals anything focals righteous and then uh you, you know I'm, i like mixing in headphones because of my my room like the specific room i'm in um it's not really the best it's not it's treated with with uh with foam but it's not treated for a specific um sound it's just so it doesn't reverberate so much while i'm in this in the studio there so but headphones man I, I know a lot of people are like yo don't mix on headphones i think uh i think that day's gone man i think guys are making the pretty good mixes on headphones man even dealing even using uh, tools like Subpack that you can fill your low end so when it comes to gear that would be my my ultimate uh kind of update would be would be the apollo with uh brand new pro tools if it's a 12 and then after that would be uh maybe a new mic or something we'll see okay so you said 
a Apple computer that looks like a garbage bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> garbage cat. Man. Whatever. <laughs> I heard garbage <laughs> something. I'm like, what is this man talking about? Yo, look it but... up. It's crazy expensive. <laughs> For a computer, man. Um, you wanted that? The uh, vocal stereo, I mean, the vocal studio monitors, if I'm not mistaken. And then you wanted uh, Pro Tools yeah. 12. Um, yeah. a new mic or whatever. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. So, in, um, you know, you did allude to before talking about how, like, you used to versities and, you know, be the dude that stayed up and, uh, you know, mixed the records and all that. Um, and then it, when you converted over and, you know, started working for, you know, the kingdom in that kind of way or, you know, just mess around more with uh, Christian artists. You know, <clears throat> how I wouldn't say the transition, but like how how has it been? You know, maybe there's different kind of like pers- different personalities you got to deal with and all that, or is it a different kind of environment? How's that like that that kind of switch? Well, move? Yeah, you know what? Um, there was a lot that happened when when I came when I came to the Lord or rededicated my life, as some would say, but. Um, when I, when I decided to, you know, live all out, I, I lost all my connections. Like the rap crew I was in, uh, broke up. Um, the dudes I was chilling with, we never chilled anymore. A lot of the dudes thought I was hater, you know, I was hating on them for stuff, but I just, I knew that I had to make my moves and that the Lord needed me somewhere, needed to, wanted to put me somewhere where it was for his glory. So, um, so then that's what happened. I just... To this day, I don't work with secular artists. I choose I choose that for a specific purpose. One of them is because I do not agree. I don't agree with with half of the stuff that's being said in secular music. When it comes to like drug use, party, just a worldview, just a disgusting worldview. I'm not down with that stuff. Um, so I won't work with secular artists. Um, they won't work with me because I'm gonna probably preach them the gospel and they'll leave. They'll be like, "Yo, I don't have nothing to do with this dude." Um, but that's cool, you know. But but here's the thing: I actually have worked with non-Christian artists, but I, I lay it down. I'm like, "Yo, this, this is kind of how I operate. I'm a family man. I got my girls, my kids running around all the time. They're in the studio with me when I'm working. I don't want them hearing vulgar language, you know. And I don't agree with this type of worldview. I don't agree with the drugs, the violence, the the degradation of women." I don't agree with that stuff. So, um, if you can keep your lyrics clean, I'd be happy to work with you. And most of the time, they say, "Yeah, that's cool," and, and never roll up. Or I've had a couple times where they were cool with that, and they, and they showed up, and we, we did a sweet record. So, that's kind of where I'm at, man. I, I really, I really think that music, music should be used for for glorifying the Lord, man. He's given it to us, and we should be we should be praising Him with with our art and. Uh, now that's a whole nother conversation. Are you a Christian rapper or are you a rapper that's Christian conversation? But as it stands, I'm, I'm definitely a, uh, a genre that, specific engineer. That's, that sounds like I don't know how long of a debate. Hmm. It, it's almost like as long as long as uh, people have been talking about LeBron or MJ. <laughs> but uh, enough <laughs> of that. Greatest. <laughs> enough of that. But um, what I was gonna ask, you know, with that being said, like who have you been um, fortunate to work with? You know, in terms of artists and you know recording them being in a studio. Oh man, this has been sweet. So this year has been pretty cool. We signed the first artist, uh, Joshua Kreese. He's out of Calgary. Um, he's he's one of the one of the only Christian hip hop reform rappers 
um, uh, if, if some of you that are listening, Reformed Theology um, just kind of espouses the uh, doctrines of grace. So it's very theologically based. Um, so some of his music you could say is similar to Shailene uh, when it comes to content. That's Joshua Kreese. I got another artist, a brother of mine. His name is Benny Kiza. He's the, come, he's from um, Africa. He's a Congolese artist uh, raised in, in Quebec. And so his first language was African, whatever they speak there, sorry, but, and then French. So he's my French artist. Considering that it's a Canadian label, why not have some Canadian Christian French hip hop? And then um, right now we've got another dude that we're looking at and he's actually not Canadian, but we're, we're bringing him on board and he's from uh, California. He's a uh, another brother that, you know, we're just building, right? So I'm going off here. Well, oh, and so here's another thing. I worked with a couple artists, was able to mix music for a couple artists from the States. Uh, which is cool. Guys that are coming up, guys that are kind of already been established. Um, T Barlow, he's a, if you go to uh, the Bar podcast, he's a, he's a guy that does the interviews there. He's got, I mixed a track for him. Um, just, I'm hoping to catch the eyes and the ears of, of the labels that are doing it in the States as a mixer, right? Opening my own label, but then also as a mixer, catching the ears, the eyes of of um you know some of the labels that are in the states that need mixing independent guys that need mixing i'd love to do that that'd be sweet so you said you know uh you were talking about like your your artists that are on your label and then you had t barlow you said t barlow yeah okay um, t barlow got a song with if you ever heard of result he's off of wrath and grace it's a record label in the states result he's got some crazy bars um, who else? Uh, you know, at this time I can't recall, but those are the dudes I've been mixing for. Oh, I mean, at least I'm going to mix for. Dope, dope. <clears throat> All right, that's 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 cool, man. Um, it seems that you know, um, it seems that you know you're getting your footing more so in the state, which is a, a good thing because a lot of us, like, we have to go to the states in order to make a name for ourselves. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, I would say to anybody listening, if you're a creative, you know what I mean? And if you're not in a, a certain spot that, you know, what you're into isn't really popping off, even doing a, a small visit and going to a conference, that would be sufficient enough just to connect with someone and, you know, get into, you know, the spaces and the environments you want to be in. So, real, real dope, That's a good man. point, yeah. Um, no doubt. My uh, next question, man, would be like, you know, what's your what's your process in the studio in terms of like uh, mixing down a record or, you know, that whole kind of thing? Because yeah. we're in a, an environment in a in a space and time where it's like, unfortunately, the the connection of you know going to a studio with the producer, with the artist, with the engineer. That, that kind of thing kind of, you know, disappeared when, you know, the internet uh, became mainstream and stuff. Like, we're not going to sessions. We're not doing that. We're emailing everything and going back and forth in that way. So, you know, how's that whole thing on your end? You know, first first and foremost, bro, the first thing I do is I do myself a coffee. Un cafecito, hombre. Yeah, I got a coffee Make right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, make sure it's nice and warm. But when I when I fire up 
the session, I always ensure I get a uh, reference track from, from the artist. So if you're an artist and you are your producer and you uh, like the sound of a specific mainstream song, send that or send that link off to the engineer so he has an idea of what the reference of what you like, of how you like the vocals or how you like the kick or how you like certain elements of the song. So I'll make sure I drop that in my session and I dropped in the track outs. And then I start off, um, um, of course, you got to work with templates, um, not necessarily for effects, but just templates for routing. Um, I usually work, start off with the kick and the bass, uh, you know, do, a, do a, a decent mix to get the levels up and what we're looking at and whatnot. And then I start off with the kick and the bass and, and just ensure that every step of the way, the, the producer or the artist is actually filled in with um, you know with how the process is going so uh, I'll mix for a couple hours give my ears a rest send it off and if I you know if I come to it the next couple days then I get some notes from the producer and they'll say yeah this is good fix this fix that um, and that's just kind of the the touch and go you the big question is when do you know the song's done that's that's when you realize that what you're gonna do is just gonna make things worse. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, I think it's done. Like if I if I touch this EQ, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make things worse. So it's tough, man. You know what I'm saying? Like especially, how do you know when a beat's done, right? How do you how do you know that well, instrumental's here, ready? Here, here's the thing, though. I wanna I wanna. This is just speaking for myself. All right. Um, I've only had that kind of uh, experience once shout out to my man uh, <clears throat> uh jamal peak aka miley p uh, i was fortunate enough to work with him on a, on a project called uh, program identity so working with the artist in terms of getting the music right is one thing you know what i mean like i could only go so far to say yo yo miley i need you to spit this like this or nah that don't sound right or i might have to search within myself and be like okay that beat isn't the best one. Let me go and create something else. That's one thing. You know what I mean? And I think <clears throat> there's a, a limit to that. You know what I mean? Unless you're like in a certain genre of music where there's like a lot of uh, fusions and stuff like that. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with like someone like a, um, a Flying Lotus or maybe like a Thundercat. If you check out his music, like his stuff is all over the place in terms of like, you know, where a song can go. Mm. You know what I mean? <clears throat> you know, sometimes a rap song could be considered like a short story, but in that kind of case, when you're dealing with or just listening to a Thundercat record or a Flying Lotus record, that's more of a novel. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <clears throat> in that's that way, that's, cool. that's one thing. But in terms of engineering, I mean, it, I, I think it really just comes down to the ears, and you know, you just get a feeling where okay, that's enough. I think I think it's good right there. And that right. it, that always varies. I remember watching some about like how. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Just Blaze and Kanye worked together. I think they made the uh, Touch the Sky record together. I think Just Blaze co-produced co it, if I'm not mistaken. So they they came to the realization to to know like, okay, the song actually sounds better unmixed. The song sounds better when it's just like that. So they went yeah. and they went and did it that way. So that's that's what I heard. <clears throat> that's what I heard or watched on some kind of thing if I'm not mistaken I could be wrong but that that wouldn't That's surprise cool. me if certain things happen like that you know what I mean so it really just depends on you know maybe what the artist is going for or what just sounds right because it's it's one thing talking about music I think when it comes to engineering it's more technical 
You know what I mean? So, like, you can only do so much in that way. The, I would say the more creative side is the musical, and then the more technical is, like, the, the engineering. So, that's that's just me, in my opinion, but you're right. Up, no even, even, even in that kind of thing, though, it's like, okay, how long, <laughs> how much can I boost this kick or this 808, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I can't do so much, you know what I mean? Yeah. In, and one of the things that I've, I've started to learn is... Um, Sometimes you don't. We don't need to do anything to to a sound. Uh, you know, sometimes sometimes it's just a quick little EQ that just takes takes out the low end to give room for the kick and the bass. That's all you need to do. You know, there's it sounds good the way the producer created it. If he's a sound designer, or the way this this the sample came, it sounds good. Now just take the balance, give the proper balance, because because um, you don't always have to touch plugins you have to always touch touch sounds with plugins right so that's something that's uh hard to hard to do that's when your ears kind of really start to get used to what you're looking for and, and, and the monitoring system monitoring system you have um so i guess I, I can definitely understand what those dudes were talking about they didn't even mix that track because because it's just the sound design was great right yeah yeah so uh, man um who are some individuals you would love to have in your studio or just be able to work with? You know what I mean? And this can be anybody, man. Like, you can be like, yo, I want to work with John Coltrane or Stevie Wonder. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, this is more like hypothetical dream talk kind of thing. So. Yo, you know what? I forgot to mention this. I had KJ52 in my studio. I don't know if you guys what? remember KJ52. Yeah. No yeah. way. That's dope, man. Yeah, shout, out to, in, shout out to KJ52. Word up. Yeah, he came in and did some reference tracks for some stuff he was doing because he came up he came up to Edmonton. But when it comes to, to people that I love to work, honestly, at this point in my in my career, um, Dream Talk, Dream Talk, of course, it'd be like, um, not even in my own studio, but in like a big studio to, to mix vocals for one of the big, uh, well-known um, Christian artists. Uh, you know, it's always about the message for me. You know, if I hear a solid message, um, I give you like, let's see, like nowadays with with where music's going, with the trap sound, um, there's so many different artists that have different styles and have different, um, you know, flows that are, are very intriguing and you can mess with in the edit with the with the re reverbs and delays, but. One of them would be like God Over Money. Those guys then, God Over Money squad, like Dayton, Bizzle. Man, I'd love to work with those dudes, come through the studio, we lay some stuff down, you know, fellowship, break bread and and, and have a great time. And um, that's kind of dream talk for me. But as it stands, anybody, dog, anybody, <laughs> I'd love to work with anybody, come through, let's chop it up. And this is what's been going on with the Canadian Christian Hip Hop page. You know, I've been talking with guys and like, you know, get to know them you know if i think the person that you can get to know that's going to mix your music you can definitely have a relationship with and, and, and not be afraid to, to to say hey can you change this can you change that without thinking the dude's gonna like you know blackmail you no blackmail blacklist you and never mix for you again kind of thing but it's in relationship it's in brotherhood it's in that you know that friendship that you also have within uh in fellowship so that's dope so all all those individuals those are artists that are on uh god over money I so sh shout out to the God Over Money squad. Shout out to Word. my homie uh, Jared Sanders. Shout out to Dayton Bizzle, Sail Out the Corner, uh, Bumps. Uh, who else is on that thing, man? Uh, 
Did you say Dayton? Yeah, I think I said Dayton. If not Dayton, they, I think Dayton. they got a new dude too, right? They just got a new uh, dude. Co, co something. It started. Yeah. With, it started with a K. I forgot. Shout out to you too, man. I think his uh, <laughs> name used to be Real. No, not Real Riot. He used to be uh, T Strike, and he goes from a different name now. Uh, shout out to him. That's crazy, uh, man. Yeah, but so anybody on God Over Money, nobody else, man. Really? Um, yeah. Dream, dream, dream styles, man. Um, of course, you'd always, I'd always look at like mixing like Minio's voices, or you know, uh, working with, with uh, he used to go by Pro, Derek Minor. Those dudes, Word. those are the, those are the dudes at the top of the food chain when it comes to, when it comes to Christian hip hop. Um, so any of those dudes, I'd love to mix for, uh, work with. What even if- NF, even NF. <laughs> all right let me let me throw some names out there all right and say and just say yes or no this is gonna be like a lightning round all right right okay fanatic yeah gospel gangsters old school yeah okay uh vico c i don't know if vico you know c oh buddy that's straight 90s like bbj type era man <laughs> yes or no oh yeah okay. oh yes uh, let me see. Ah, now I'm running out of names. Okay. Uh, All the cross movement dudes. That no, been dope. No, 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 that's too obvious. That's too obvious. obvious. Ah. If you know who Marcus Gray is, would you want to work with him? Oh, he's amazing. Yes, his man. Those vocals, I'd like dream flame. just like trying to blend those vocals, man. I right, flame. You said flame. Okay. Flame. K drum. Yeah. K drama. You know, I just heard a track by K-Drama. He's a dope producer. His style's all... He's not... I don't know, man. The dude, I got much love and respect, but I just sometimes... I can't get up behind his style. I'm just like... Hey, hey, hey. Hey, man. That's my dude, though. <laughs> much respect. That dude's got some sick flow. Hey, some sick lyrics. Uh, hey, production-wise? No, that guy's fired. Yo, I, I was gonna say, man... Careful with the K drama, dude. Yo, that, that's tugging at my heartstrings, man. As yo, a man, producer, that's like I still look up to the dude, man. I used to study yeah. his beats and all that. So it's like, for real, it's, yeah, it's like, dude. Yeah, it's like, yo, wild, man. yo, this, this. I'm like, yo, tell what K drama. What's wrong with you? Yo, you <laughs> know what? Play. And it's like dudes I'm like, uh, it's like dudes like, um, like the Reach Squad. Um, like I wouldn't want to work with dudes like that are just. I don't. I'm not gonna put my foot in my mouth here. Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. That's what you get talking about K drama, bro. I did, man. K drama, I love you, bro. If you ever shout, shout to out this, to man. Regis. I got you, yeah. Mr. Air Jordan. Uh, that's that, that jam right there. I remember that jam. Yeah. What else we got? Alright. Uh give me um You know what? <clears throat> Not Ishan. Who was the other guy? Yeah, Jeremiah Blygen. I've heard him. I've heard of him. <laughs> I've heard of him. I, I haven't studied his music. Cadence. No, I don't know him. JR. Is that like JR radio guy? Mm, what do you he mean had a radio, radio guy? He had a radio. He had a sorry. He had a uh, a project that it was like turned on the radio something like that back in like. Vico C days? Mm-hmm. No, eh? Not bad. I was gonna say, I thought you were talking about like his uh, album cover. Cause oh, he, he had he come, came out with an album called uh, Life by Stereo, and he had a radio on. So that's I, I think that's something like that. Yeah, yeah. Alright, but anyway, 
That's old school, the, man. That's not old school. You throw back. You like. You, you I'm not throwback, throw dude. How about okay? Then let me let me think about uh, another dude. How about someone like DJ DB405? Yo, I have no idea who that is, and now and I there feel you guilty. go. So I'm talking about old school. <laughs> uh, I feel guilty. <laughs> anyway, nah, I was gonna say DJ DB405 is a shout out to him. He's a, a DJ from, if I'm not mistaken, OKC area in the states. Um, and he works and is on the got not not called the uh, Die Daily Squad. Shout out to all of them over there. Um, he he came out with a few projects, and he's a uh, I wouldn't say he's like the DJ Khaled. He's more so the guy that brings everybody together and, you know, does some scratching on, on like other beats and stuff. And I remember some of the jams I really liked were featuring 1K2. So, and that's. Oh, for into, real? Yeah, and he was into the more trap style. So, I mean, that's that's not old school there. I'm just trying to, you know. Anyway. <laughs> that's new school, man. That's like trap new. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how to mix that stuff. Dude, the Yo, vocals are crazy, on, man. man. Those trap vocals are wild, man. Like the squirt. <laughs> I can't mix that. I'm just like, yo. You can't mix. You're gonna like peak. Squirtle? Did you say squirtle <laughs> or squirt? I don't know. It's it's squirtle like the Pokemon. <laughs> All right, man. So... It's like Pokemon rap. Pokemon rap. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious, dude. Okay, uh, moving on, man. Um, two two things I want to ask before I let you go, man. All right. So, um, in, in, in terms of, like, what you're doing specifically, you know, solo dolo, uh, be it with your label and stuff, what's going, what's, what's <clears throat> excuse me, what's uh, something we can expect from you in the future? What do, can we expect from you in the future now? And then uh, the other question I want to ask is, you know, uh, tell us about that, uh, Thing you alluded, alluded to earlier about the whole Christian hip hop uh, in the north, like the Canadian Christian hip hop thing that's going on. Like, what's going on there, man? Well, yeah, for sure. So the uh, the label in the future, um, the next little bit here, we're doing a couple more releases. So Joshua Kreese, the, the the artist from Calgary, he is. We're on a verge of uh, finishing up his project, at least getting it dropped in um, at the end of summer. Here, it's the Solas. So this project, it's got um, some some bangers on it, um, and then we're signing another artist. We're gonna release some of his, his single. His name is Miguel Miguel Nunez Nunez, and he's uh, this dude is is fire, and he's he's out of the states. Some stuff from my French artist coming through. I got I got a single I'm working on for myself, just uh, um, just for fun, uh, and then just just continue building, man. Get a presence out there. Uh, so what we Specifically, what Canadian Christian hip hop's about in relation to my label is, is it's a vehicle, uh, for not just me, but for any Christian artist producer that wants to get the music out there, uh, use that website, use the Facebook page to post your music and get people to like the page, so then they can have a hub for where you can get dope Christian hip hop coming through. So just recently, Rapzilla liked one of our posts, I think, on Instagram. And then uh, bigger label, Christian label, out of um, out of out of the T dot, uh, <laughs> out of the T dot, uh, role model records uh, like like we're getting looks from from people that have been in the game for a while. So, Canadian Christian hip hop, um, check us check us out on Facebook. We got a ton of artists on there, 
and that there's a pro collective project that we're working on right now. I just got to get some legal stuff out of the way to make sure that everybody's covered and protected when it comes to um, their contribution to the project. That is then tied with the uh, Canadian, sorry, the Gospel Music Association of Canada. We're trying to get a, a specific genre listing for Christian hip hop instead of it just being herbal, urban and, um, you know, funk and R&B all being tossed together in the same category. Now you can have a specific genre listing for rap, Christian rap in the Canadian industry. So that's one of the reasons why we're doing, we're doing that. Um, it's just great unity also to know who's out there. Uh, as an artist, as a producer, as an engineer, I love knowing who's out there, who I can hit up and be like, yo, man, that's a great, that's a great track you got. Sounds great. Encourage each other. And then disciple, discipleship with the young cats, you know, because the young cats going to come through wondering, hey, you know, I have a passion for, for I have a passion for Jesus, but I, but I got to get plugged in to, to, to some solid theology or at least some solid discipleship. So, um, but yeah, man, those are two things that I've got on my plate right now. Aside from also recording artists that come through the place there, I got a bunch of artists that come through. We do uh, recording for them and have a lot of fun. I got three kids too, so that keeps them busy. So, <laughs> man, God is good, man. God is good. Shout out, shout out to your wife and your kids, man. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, I got three girls, homie. Three. Count them. <laughs> um, my wife, Diana. My oldest, Amaya. Uh, my second, Atalia. And my last one here that we just had two months ago, Adalia. Yeah, man, congrats, uh, congrats to you on that, man. And I hope that uh, the wifey's, uh, you know, getting on her feet again and, you know, hope for a speedy recovery in that way. Sure, I don't know if thanks, I told man. you before, but, you know, uh, senorita or senora, I hope you're feeling better now. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to women, yeah. too, man. Not too long. I don't know if it was yesterday or I don't know when, but I saw all this stuff on social media about, like, happy... Uh, International, International Women's Day. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to the women. We need you as men in our corner, believe it or not. You know what I mean? Oh, Much respect snap. to y'all. But uh <clears throat> yeah, man. So for those uh listening, man, um if you need any uh um mixing engineering kind of services for your tracks and whatnot, man, you can hit up my man here. Yo, uh before I let you go. Uh, please drop, you know, your information, man, like the social media uh, sites you be on, you know, so people can connect with you. And also and if you got any like websites and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And also any shout outs, man. So let the people know. So, yeah. Um, so you can find me on Facebook, Witness to Light Music. You can find me on IG, Witness to Light Music. You can find me on this on Twitter, Witness to Light. And... Uh, our website is www.witnessthelightmusic.com. It's kind of a two-fold website. It talks about my studio services and also the label. It also has a gospel presentation. So if you want to read more about where I theologically stand or even, um, you know, you want to know more about the Lord and, and, and get plugged into some serious, seriously good uh, teachings, um, you can check that out. And uh, there's some links there for some ministries that have blessed me and the guys on my squad. Um, and my wife too, for sure. She's definitely um, gave me some input on that. And you can read a little bit more about about us and what we're all about. And I, I appreciate Omar. I appreciate you um, taking me on here and, and, and giving me a voice here, so I can share my love, my passion for music, and my desire to to evangelize with music and through you know the label. Um, that's my shout out, man. That's my shout out goes out to you, homie. Thanks, man. I appreciate that, yo. And, uh, actually. 
uh, one more question, man, before yep. I let you go. Now, I forgot to, to actually ask this, man. And we're going to do a little bit of a, like, a, a countdown or a top five or top three kind of thing in this vein. But because you're an engineer, man, you know, you're going to have to work with the, the music side, too, in terms of production. So when we get, you know, when we send the files and stuff, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you get what you get. Like, what are, like, your top three or five pet peeves, man? Oh. That you can say. So that now we know as producers, man, we got to step our game up in that kind of way. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. One of the big ones will be uh, make sure you, everything's staged properly, getting staged properly. So, um, you know, you're, we're not having to deal with clipping or anything like that. Another one would actually be making sure when you bounce your tracks out that you include the BPMs. Um, so then when the BPMs there, we don't have to be tapping around. We don't have to be messing around. We just, we just throw it in our DAW and we know exactly what the grid is and, and make sure as if I would grab your track and throw it in the DAW, it would sit on the exact same grid with the exact same BPM. Cause that makes things a lot easier for every engineer. If, if the track outs are on the grid with a BPM and you can make adjustments. You can drop tracks in. You can drop tracks out. You can do however it is you want to mess around with the track outs. That makes it easier. So that's, I guess those are my, those are my two. And uh, the last one would be um, label. Label. Label your stuff. You know, it can't be like, uh, oh, I get, oh, you should see the, the, the track outs I get, homie. I bet, dog. I, just, I got this program that allows me to bulk change things because I, I have to. You get like, crazy tags at the end of things like information i don't need like yo i don't need this info just tell me if this is the pan left or pan right you know i don't need to know the date the location it was recorded i don't even know what you had for breakfast i just want to know what <laughs> where it's going you know that's like bacon and eggs pan left to the right center of the fourth quadrant of the you know sector i'm like no nah, i don't need that yo trust me man i get <laughs> I get some hyper, some uh, hyper uh, labelers there. I tell you, man. Our producers always put the BPM, always label your stuff, and no clipping, and we gonna be alright. Alright, be alright. I highly, man. I appreciate you coming on here, man. The show that producer podcast. We had a little bit of a different kind of episode, so it's more so like the engineer podcast, but nonetheless, it does revolve around production and all that. We we need an individual like him or just engineers to kind of like show us and teach us or kind of just say man yo y'all gotta step your game up with producers too in this way man mm-hmm. so appreciate you man thank you so much for your time shout out to shout out to you to witness the light music all those working in the north uh shout out to y'all shout out to joshua crease and everybody um rmr all y'all appreciate you man and you have listened and tuned in to another episode of the Show Lab Producer Podcast, man. So thank y'all for y'all attention. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. Peace. <laughs>